Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like notice what they're doing that you want them to do. So I really noticed that you're using gentle hands or you're really curious about the baby and you're peering over the bassinet. It looks like you want to like wave to the baby. Like I'm noticing you're doing this. I'm noticing you're doing that. Right. So notice more of what you want them to do and you're going to get more of that behavior. Right. And when the throwing or the hitting happens, because it's going to happen, it's like, you know what, avoid that big reaction of like, stop doing that. No, don't. Cause that's going to, it's like, Ooh, you get a reaction. It's not a great reaction, but it's better than nothing. So they're going to continue doing that. So right. we want to avoid that big reaction and just set the boundary. Right. Very like firmly, but just boring. Like we don't do that. This is what you can do. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back to the Hey Shayla podcast. Today, I have Caitlin and Chelsea on with Mama Psychologists on Instagram. Caitlin and Chelsea are two registered psychologists in Alberta, Canada. They are best friends who started this passion project that grew into something amazing to help new moms and parents. Between the two of them, they have four kids ranging from five years old to newborn, five weeks old, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They have different specialized trainings ranging from perinatal mental health and challenges such as loss, infertility, NICU, birth trauma, maternal mental health, and da, 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 what we're talking about today, parenting strategies. Thank you guys for coming on and talking with me. As I was saying before we started recording, this is a little bit of a selfish podcast because uh, I'm due (laughs) in like a week. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm starting a little late here, but today we're going to talk about how to introduce your toddler or your first born, or I guess any of the kids that you already have to the new baby. And so, yeah, thank you guys for coming on and chatting with me about it. I think my Instagram has got, people are stoked to hear this because it's, it's not in that parenting book that we didn't get like, what? yeah, for sure. No, we're happy to be here. Yes. Thank you. So I always like to start with just like, tell me about you guys. I, I like to know about you kind of how you know what you know, why you got started in this and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Caitlin, do you want me to start and then you can finish it up? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, so I'm Chelsea. Um, I'm obviously one half of Mama Psychologist. and I'm a registered psychologist here in Alberta, as you already said. Um, my initial specialization was actually child and adolescent mental health. So I worked a lot with youth and families at the beginning of my career. And then my son was born and um, he was 12 weeks early actually. So we spent, oh, wow. um, 
three and a half months in NICU and three months that was about three hours away from home. So I found there was just a lot of lack of support and, and resources. And I really felt like I was missing like a sense of community and I just like didn't know what to do <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And so I kind of, my way to deal with it was like deep diving into like birth trauma and um, perinatal mental health. So like mood disorders, grief and loss related to like pregnancy and infant and all of that stuff that can kind of go wrong throughout your pregnancy or in your transition to motherhood. And so um, I kind of transitioned into working more in that area and I, and I love it. And then when we were in the NICU, Caitlin was like, Hey, do you want to start this project together? And I was like, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy. So give me something to do. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we started off and we've known each other for years. So it was a super easy transition, I think, for us to kind of do this together. So great. And I feel like having that background in children and then motherhood and all of the things that you just discussed is a great combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does work well together for sure. And then obviously I'm kind of in it with you in terms of I have a newborn. And <laughs> so we just introduced my daughter to my son and it's been a bit of a wild ride. So I'm happy to, <laughs> happy to talk about it. Too. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, very much like Chelsea, my background was in children, mental health, working with teens, working with youth, working with adults. And then when I had my son about five years ago and being a psychologist, I thought I was like so prepared and I, okay, <laughs> this is going to be good. Like I work with kids. They didn't tell you babies are very different from kids. And <laughs> I didn't really know that much about postpartum mental health, despite like being a counselor and being a psychologist and postpartum anxiety hit me like a freight train. And I was just very like, unprepared and it was very very unexpected so with all that kind of experience I wanted to just like learn more and reflect on it and be more prepared for my second pregnancy and then if I have any more down the road so that just kind of like it all blended together in terms of our professional background and then just where we were personally within our own lives and grew in our own families so here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's so great. I think, I think speaking from experience too, and helping people who you truly understand what they're going through is real as somebody like who would talk to you would be really comforting and, and just knowing that it was normal and that you've had that experience too. And mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to sit around and talk about your experiences <laughs> as I'm <laughs> in your office, but I think just having that experience is exactly so helpful. Absolutely. Um, so when we dive into introducing, I'm just, I'm just going to refer to it as toddler. So introducing your toddler to your baby, um, how old, cause I mean, some people are having Irish twins. Some people have a six-year-old, but how soon, or I guess, is there too young of an age or at what point do you kind of like, okay, they're going to be only 12 months. You don't really have to do much or like, oh, they're two. This is maybe how you do it. Is there age? Mm -hmm. Specific mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, I, I don't think so. Well, when you look at kind of the age of the toddler or the age of the child, um, the strategies that you're going to use for a six-year-old would be very different than like an 18-month-old. So if the child is older, right, we can have some more strategies that are around like, okay, creating something for the baby and creating some artwork and like giving a gift to the baby, mm. things like that. Whereas if 
if your child is around 18 months, you definitely can do that, but it would just be what is developmentally appropriate. What can they do at their age? And then of course, the big thing around like introducing toddler to baby or child to baby. A few kind of standard things that we always go with is introduce baby in kind of a neutral place. So it might be in the car seat, might be on the couch rather than in your arms or maybe in the bassinet. Mm. So that can be a little more like comforting just so older child knows like, okay, there's new baby, but new baby isn't in mom's arms or new baby isn't in dad's arms. It just makes it a little less threatening. Totally. And then they can be in your arms while you're looking at the baby or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like scoop them up and it's like, oh, here's the new baby. Here's our new baby. Here's so-and-so. And we love him or her so much. Like, what do you think? How do you feel? And just like, talk about baby, right? Answer some of those questions. So then is there like, even before baby comes home, what kind of things I would say will... I would say that I kind of want to focus the conversation around toddlers because I feel like five-year-olds mm-hmm. are probably going to be a little more understanding and they kind of get the concept a little yeah. bit easier. Mm-hmm. But what things, because I'm pulling out the bassinet, I'm pulling out the car seat and my daughter, I'm like, oh, is that for the baby? And she's like, uh, no, my car seat, my, my bassinet. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I don't really, I think that's fine. I don't know when the baby gets here and they're in the bassinet and that's fine until my daughter tries to climb into the bassinet, like she's been doing. Mm -hmm. And so like, what kind of, do you say, Hey, we're going to get you a baby. Is it going to be, we're bringing home a baby whose baby is it? Do you know what I mean? Like what kind of verbiage would you recommend around the baby and like before they even get here. Cause that, cause she, I'll be like, Oh, where's the baby? And my daughter will point to my belly, but like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but she knows that that's what she's supposed to point to, but I don't know. Pre baby. What do we, what do we do? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of up to you in terms of like time frame. Um, obviously giving them a little bit, um, more like used to that language can be helpful, but obviously sometimes we don't think about it. So if it's like right before the baby comes, that's okay. Do you can okay. start whenever Good. you feel, <laughs> feel like you need to, but often kids um around like toddler age, so like two, three, four, right? Sometimes they need a lot of prepping and a lot of repetition and getting used to it, but it doesn't necessarily they're gonna understand the concept until the baby's yeah. coming. But you're you can definitely allow them that opportunity to like get used to it. Like my son would point to my belly button and he thought my belly button was the baby. Right. And I was like, okay, that's like, whatever. That's sure. fine. Close enough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's whenever you feel like you can start including that language. And obviously, you know, some people aren't sharing it or don't want their child to share like with other people, which sometimes toddlers do when they go to yeah. things like that. Right. So it's kind of finding what's going to work in your life, but just keep in mind that like repetition um, is definitely good for, for the, the younger age. Okay. So just general talk about that. There's a baby coming there kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I was telling, um, Chelsea before I asked Seth, like, Oh, as I'm prepping the questions, Seth, what questions do you have about introducing a toddler to the baby? And he was like, what do you mean? What question? What do you mean with questions? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's like a thing like toddlers kind of get jealous. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. I was like, I asked my Instagram and pulled my Instagram. He's like, oh, I'm sure women have tons of questions, but I did like, 
I don't know. He goes, when I come home from the hospital, I'm obviously not going to be like, oh, here's your baby. I'm going to be like, hey, I miss you. I haven't seen you in three days. I'd like to hug you, the toddler. <laughs> he's like, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's good. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But like any other questions? He's like, no, Shay, I have no idea. It's going to be fine. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I love that. It's just like, <laughs> here's the baby. You got a new sibling. Like, okay, what's the let's go on with life. <laughs> I love how he just like completely took out all of the like complicated stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and part of it, like, that's so valid because it's like, yeah, you might be sad. You might be mad. That's okay. Right. It's okay for your daughter to have all those feelings, right? Yeah. It's okay to have the feelings, but here is our new member of our family. And now our family is going to look a little bit different. And that's okay. And it, oh, somebody's sneaking here. Um, it's okay for all of those feelings to come up, right? But this is okay. This is what our family looks like. And now baby brother or sister is going to use your car seat and baby brother or sister is going to use your bassinet. Isn't that like so nice that you guys both get to use the same thing? And it can be helpful to have like a little dolly or something for your older girl to kind of role play and prep, right? When you're changing baby's diaper, Mm. that she can change her baby's diaper, right? When you're putting baby down for a nap, then she can put her baby down for a nap. Some kids like it with like role playing with dolls. Um, some kids don't, right? My son was just like, we gave him a doll and he just like looked at it and was like <laughs> tossed it away. Like it just wasn't important to him. Yeah. But what he really liked to do was to create things for baby. So that was one strategy that we really utilize is like, what can you make for your baby sister? And like, oh, give that to her and present it to her. And oh, do you notice that she's smiling and she like grabbed at it? So incorporating just some strategies like that. (laughs) I love that. I think that's great. And I, and I think that is kind of, I feel like each kid's going to be different. Some are going to, they become the mother and they want to nurture baby and help and do as much. Cause that's what a lot of the uh, questions on Instagram, it's like, my kid's not interested in the baby at all. Is that fine? My kid wants to hit the baby. My kid wants to be the mom. And so obviously like any sort of ad- general advice, it's not going to fit every child, every family, every whatever. But I think just kind of having some things that you can try like that, like the baby role-playing with the baby or like making things for the baby or just like talking about everything. Um, let's see. Okay. So then a lot of, a lot of people said, and I hadn't heard this from anybody, but like having the baby have a gift for the toddler. Is that a thing? Yeah. For some families, it definitely is. And it's more so just like, um, time to kind of help foster that like connection, like, Oh, the baby like knows who you are or thought of you and, and is doing these things for you. And so it can just help kind of bridge that and create that like positive, um, association right off the bat in terms of, Oh, the baby did this for me. That's great. Or this is such a fun toy. And it doesn't have to be extravagant or big. It could be something like my son loves like those like $2 like monster trucks from (laughs) the dollar store. Right. It could be anything that just might be meaningful for them. Okay. So it's just a way to be like, Hey, this baby likes you. (laughs) You should like the baby. (laughs) Okay. So there's no, it's not necessarily like a recommendation or like a bad thing, but if it's something you want to incorporate, right? 
Yeah, totally personal preference. Right. I think all this information is. It's like here, we're going to give you the <laughs> tools and you pick the ones that you want. That makes sense. But otherwise, so I've also heard that um, like when you bring baby home to almost keep them in a different room, go say hi to the toddler, kind of reunite and then introduce the baby. And that's sort of what you said earlier is don't be sitting on the couch and have the toddler come home excited to see you. And you're like, oh, here's a baby. Like, but instead have it more neutral. I really like that. I think that that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of what we want to avoid is that immediate, like kind of jealousy, like, oh, that's my mommy. What are you doing with my mommy? Get out of her arms kind of thing, which could happen, right? If maybe like toddler sleeping and you come home and then all of a sudden there's this new, like a baby, like breastfeeding or in your arms, right. And it can create a little bit of like that immediate, like, jealousy response for some kids, for some kids be in that neutral setting, right? In the car seat, in the bassinet, kind of where, wherever neutral may be, but just kind of like avoid right in your arms if possible. If you can't, you can't, right? It's not like you're going right. to like ruin your child if you baby in your arms, right? Okay. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have any tips for when you are breastfeeding? Because obviously your toddler is used to you being available with no, nothing going on. And that's kind of something I've been practicing with Aaliyah is just like asking her to wait a second. So if she's like, mommy, come dance in the living room. I'm like, Hey, I'm loading the dishwasher. As soon as I'm done with this, I'll come help you. And she's been really good about that. She's like, okay. And then she goes back in the living room and then I do what I say I'm going to do. So as soon as I'm done loading, unloading the dishwasher, I go and help her. And I'm thinking to myself like, Hey, this could be good for when I have to be breastfeeding the baby that it's like, but then there's, you don't want to blame everything on the baby and have the baby be the reason why you're not there all the time. So is there like a communication thing or like activities that you'd recommend during breastfeeding or kind of how, cause that's, I mean, that can be pretty time consuming and you didn't have to do before. Exactly. And I think prepping that just the patient, patient, patient stretching is really, really good. So practicing that with her, it's like, no, I, I will be one minute. Mommy will set her timer. And in five minutes I will come help you. So that can be something rather than like saying like, you know, I have to like feed the baby after I'm done burping the baby. It's like in Uh, five minutes, I'll come help you. Right. And just set that timer. So it's like, it's not about the baby, right. It's just, you know, what, when the timer is up, then I can come help you and then give yourself a little leeway with the timer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then, um, uh, I've heard I just, I'm going to keep throwing things at you that I've heard just to see what you, your opinion is on it. Basically I've heard having like breastfeeding specific toys that you only pull out during breastfeeding. Cause it's like kind of a new thing. It's exciting. It's something that they get to look forward to during that time as well. Instead of it being like a annoying, why are you not playing with me time? Oh, you definitely could. Um, again, what you you run the risk of potentially them like wanting it or asking for it more. But if you do like toy rotations and things like things like that, kids are often used to this toys kind of being moved around or shifted, or it can make it a little bit special. So it kind of, again, depends on the temperament of your child because um, it could, it could be increasing your reaction or decreasing. So you can try it. And if it doesn't 
necessarily go smoothly or they get a little bit emotionally dysregulated or it can be a little bit challenging, then obviously try a different strategy, but you can definitely have some toys or if there's an activity that you know holds their attention a little bit longer, like coloring or specific puzzles or, you know, things like that they've already been exposed to too, you can also try something like that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. If you are at all like me, you were terrified to try and start baby led weaning. I listened to a podcast that talked about the difference between choking and gagging, and it helped a lot. So I looked up the person who was talking about it, and it was Edwana from My Little Eater. She has a course that shows you how to introduce it, what features to look for in a high chair. She gives you some food ideas and when to know if your baby is ready. What I like about her is that she's like, cool, if they're ready for solids, here's what you're gonna do. But if they're not showing these things, maybe just start with purees and that's okay. For me, I was all in. I'm like, yes, baby led weaning, here's a whole banana. And then as soon as my baby like attempted to bite it, I was like, okay, maybe not. So she's super supportive of all the ways that you can feed your baby. I love it. I have an affiliate code for their courses. Hey, Shayla, for 15% off. Let's get back to it. Two of the things that I was recommended, one was having like a camera in your house, in your living room, so that when you're upstairs breastfeeding or something, you can keep an eye on your toddler while they're watching a show and just kind of know what's happening down there. So it's like the opposite, like you're watching them be awake instead of be sleeping. Um, and then I also have a tandem breastfeeding co-sleeping mom who said that she would lay in the middle, tandem feed the infant and the toddler till they both fell asleep and then got up. And I was like, like, those are two totally opposite things, but again, just like figuring out how to make it work. Cause I'm even thinking the same thing. My husband's on paternity leave for like three weeks. And then I'm like, that's going to be so wonderful. But then what, (laughs) then how do I. How, how yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely difficult to juggle your split attention. Um, if you don't breastfeed your toddler, like if they've kind of yeah. are out of that phase, um, you could potentially like have a snack or like something like that, or like a sippy cup or like, you know, baby's feeding right now. Do you, are you hungry? Uh, Do you want a snack? Do you want a drink? Um, so you can adapt it depending on like where your child is at in terms of like their feeding stages. Um, I know my son, he's, um, he still loves a bottle and he's regressed a little bit in terms of the weaning off a bottle. I've heard that happens too. mm -hmm, It does happen. And so when, um, I'm bottle feeding my, my daughter. And so when I bottle feed her, he wants one too. So we try to just like give him something or have something there, or like, he still, he loves milk. So we'll make sure he has like a drink of milk. And, and so we try to kind of like match it like, Oh, baby's having a drink. You want a drink too. And and that's okay. Mm. And here you go. And, and so kind of just like matching it as well. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. I had a question in there. Doing these podcasts like towards the end of my pregnancy has just been really hard because <laughs> I just forget. I'm like, oh, that's okay. a good one. I <laughs> you get a pass. You now it's gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, breastfeeding with a toddler, I feel like is an, a new animal potentially. Like they're gonna be like, whoa, why don't I get to do that? Or what right? Does that happen? I I don't know. Cause even like with I used to breastfeed in front of my four-year-old nephew, and he'd be like, what are you doing? What is she doing to you? What's happening? And I, and I didn't know what to say. I was just like, this is just how she eats. And he's like, can I try? And I'm like, no, I, I, mm, right. Like, 
I know, especially if people have them a little bit closer in age too, definitely. And if you've just weaned your toddler, say, you know, oh my gosh, no baby is breastfeeding, but it's just giving that like a gentle reminder. And then it's like, okay, what can you do instead? Right. And it's just, Mm. you know what? Okay. Baby's feeding. You used to feed this way. Yeah. You remember you used to feed this way, but now you use a cup and you use a sippy cup and you use a spoon and you can validate that. Oh, you remember that? Like, how does that feel? Mm. And maybe they're like, Matt, I want to feed like that. And it's like, it's okay to be mad, but remember you feed with a cup or you feed with a spoon, whatever it is. So it's like, yeah, acknowledge that. But then there's the boundary around like, this is the way you used to feed. This is the way baby feeds now, but you use a cup or a fork or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's okay for them to have the feelings and the want, but then just that, that boundary redirection needs to be there as well. Right. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on like big girl? Like, Oh, you're a big girl. This is, I personally don't love it. And I don't know if, am I crackling? I hear crackling. But I don't love it. And maybe it's because I'm the older kid. Maybe I heard it. I don't know. But I don't love like, oh, no, you're not going to do that now because you're a big girl. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't use like big girl or big boy or anything like that. I mean, of course, it slips out every now and again because I think people are so ingrained yeah. with it. Yeah. But you just say, no, you use this now. Nope, you you have underwear. Now you use the potty, right? Then rather than using some of that like big girl, big boy verbiage. So, I mean, if it slips out, then it slips out, right? right? It's not going to damage your child, right? but it's like a personal preference, right? I don't use it. You don't use it. Like that's totally fine. I just say like, this is what you do now. This is what like your sister does now rather than using those, those words. Right. Yeah. But is there like, if someone chooses to use that, is there a downside to that verbiage? No, I don't think so. What do you think, Chelsea? No. no. Just preference. Mm-hmm. Just preference, right? Yeah, I don't right. necessarily like it. Probably like you, we have that like inner child that's like, stop calling me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you want to use it, use it. I know like my parents use it. Like, oh, you're a big girl. Like no more, no more diapers. Or right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I feel like maybe I just want more explanation than just like, oh, this is what it is. So that's why. And it's like, well, exactly. I don't get it. Right. Yeah. I like the it's redirection. Like, what does the girl have to do with like not breastfeeding? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. It's no. just like, what does like big girl have to do with like not breastfeeding anymore? Right. So just kind of personal preference that way. Okay. Um, so going back to kind of what I mentioned before that some people say that their toddler isn't interested. So if we can go into each of those, so if your toddler like, doesn't care about the baby at all, is that a problem or should you try and foster that relationship? Should you, I don't want to say force anything, but kind of like foster it, I guess, or just let it be. Um, for us, we personally just kind of let it be. So when I brought my daughter home, my son said, put the baby outside. And so (laughs) he was not like super happy that she was home. Yeah. And so what we have chosen to do is we just like ask. So we ask if he wants to help or if he wants to do something or, you know, we're like, oh, your little sister is going to have a bath. Do you want to have a bath with her or no? And we let him kind of 
decide that. So we try to allow space for moments of connection, but if he chooses not to, then we just leave it. We're not going to like force her into his arms or we're not going to make him play with her or look at her or grab something for her. We're just, um, yeah, just wanting to say, Hey, this opportunity is there. Do you want it or not? And if not, that's okay. Cool. Um, and then what happens if toddler, because this Aaliyah, and I think it's just cause she's getting closer to two is getting like, she's just become like the babysitter just got here and she's like, Oh, how is she today? I'm like, she's two, like she's <laughs> becoming two. And she just has like more opinions, bigger feelings. And you just like work through that all, but she's getting a little bit more aggressive. And so she, she's a hair twirler, but she'll twirl my hair up into like her fingers are all the way to my skull. And I'm like, this is hurting mommy. And I don't know, like I can handle the pain. I want to figure out how to get her to not do that, but I don't want her to like hit the baby or throw something in the bassinet or like, how do you deal with that? Like the more physical or I don't know, throwing and hitting of the baby. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like, notice what they're doing that you want them to do. So I really noticed that you're using gentle hands or you're really curious about the baby and you're peering over the bassinet. It looks like you want to like wave to the baby. Like I'm noticing you're doing this. I'm noticing you're doing that. Right. So notice more of what you want them to do. And you're going to get more of that behavior. Okay. Right. And when the throwing or the hitting happens, because it's going to happen, it's like, you know what? avoid that big reaction of like, stop doing that. No, don't. Cause that's going to, it's like, Ooh, you get a reaction. It's not a great reaction, but it's better than nothing. So they're going to continue doing that. So we want to avoid that big reaction and just set the boundary. Very like firmly, but just boring. Like we don't do that. This is what you can do. Right. So just no like big reaction around the hitting or the throwing, because then they're likely to continue that because they like that reaction. It's like, it's exciting, even though it's negative and then noticing what you want them to do more of. Totally. And the malicious laugh that my toddler gets when (laughs) I tell her to stop doing something is like, kind of, you're like, that's terrifying. Don't laugh like that. (laughs) But I, I think that that's a good point of just like acknowledging the things that, that you do like, uh, yes lost another question (laughs) gone with the wind (laughs) it's okay um yeah and and, oh avoiding the big reactions well because I feel like your first baby is like porcelain and you think that they are just they Mm -hmm. are gonna get hurt from the littlest things and I think that even now I'm like oh babies are a little bit more resilient than I thought they were when I brought my newborn home (laughs) so luckily you get the firstborn experience without the throwing and the hitting and everything so that the second board you can be like okay she just got hit he just got hit but it's they're okay like that probably didn't feel good but the baby's okay I've had some nightmares about thinking about that one (laughs) yeah yeah you know, it's just setting those boundaries and it's like, they're not, they're not breakable, right? You're not going to break them, but there's, yeah, behaviors that's okay. That just aren't okay. Right. Around throwing around hitting things like that. And it's just setting, setting that boundary. Okay. Um, another question that was asked, are there any books that you recommend reading as far as like bringing home a baby prepping any that you know of? 
Not off the top of my head, actually. Do you know any, Caitlin? I'm just trying to think. Um, there's a Carolyn Church book. I don't know if that's her last name. Carolyn Church. I think so. But that's what we used to prep my son. Just It's about like having a baby sibling, right? And like so they'll sleep and then they'll feed and then you can like count their toes and you can play with them. It's very just a simple like three minute story that would be perfect for a two-year-old that you can just use to prep them, right? It doesn't have to be like overly complicated. And I always go back, like, I love your husband's approach. We just, just bring her home, bring the baby home. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. And it's just like, yeah, read some books and talk about baby and then baby comes home and it's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be like, tricky for everybody right but you guys absolutely you will get into a groove and before you know it they will be playing together and having so much fun yeah and do you recommend one-on-one time with the toddler yeah yeah absolutely when baby first comes home you know you're going to be sleep deprived um your husband might be sleep deprived so if you can just put in like five ten minutes each of you of like playing a game or drawing or something that is like very child-centered and your toddler has the lead on that so they just feel that like i have some control in this home that feels like I have no control over anything right now. And this new baby is here. So the more control that we can kind of like give back to the toddler, then then the better. And it's giving them choices, giving them choices about what books they want to read, what show they want to watch, what games they want to play, things like that. Yeah. And even just having, we've had our nephew over who's like six months old and Aaliyah, I'm able to kind of, I mean, she knows her boundaries within the house, but when he's here, it's like, I feel like I'm saying, no, don't do that a lot. Like, oh, don't do that. Don't touch the baby. Oh, don't throw that in her. Da, 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 da. And so what I'm realizing from what you're saying is kind of like redirecting. So instead of don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Hey, why don't, do you want to play with this? Do you want to use this super soft toy to play with the baby? <laughs> or just like, I mean, I feel like that's the name of the game with toddlers is just redirection and mm-hmm. trying to get them to go a different way. One thing that I've heard that I imagine I'll use is if the toddler needs something to talk to the baby and be like, okay, baby, just one second, I'm going to go play with Aaliyah now. So that it's like an acknowledgement of like, not just Aaliyah, hold on. I've got the baby Aaliyah. Hold on. I've got, okay, baby, I'm going to go play with Aaliyah and kind of doing the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a way of narrating things that are going on. Right. It's like, okay. Even if baby's like, lying there sleeping it's like okay i'm gonna go do this now right so it's not like your toddler's always told like no okay just wait just wait hold on it's like okay that behavior is reciprocal as well yeah it's so funny because i i mean i came prepped with all these questions and (laughs) basically what i'm getting is it's gonna be different you're gonna figure it out try and like affirm the toddler as much as possible redirect Um, and yeah, like affirm the good behavior mm-hmm. and everything's going to work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Absolutely. we're not going to scar anybody. Like, <laughs> no, nobody's going to be like damaged forever. There's some like basic things that we're saying, like avoid blaming the baby, like validate feelings, incorporate your toddler into helping as much as they want. And if they ignore baby, don't like push 
baby onto them, right? You don't have to form this relationship within the first 48 hours. Like right. it takes time. Right. Yeah. Right? So yeah. give your toddler that time and that space and connection and acknowledgement that they need and everybody will be <gasps> okay. <laughs> Okay, great. I know I'm like, I'm talking to psychologists and they're going to tell me how to introduce. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. save your kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's giving yourself that grace and that compassion. It's like, oh my gosh, they saw my baby in my arms. Is everything going to be like damaged right. forever? <laughs> oh, like right. that mindset, that anxiety driven mindset, that perfectionist mindset is like going to be, I don't want to use the word. I don't know what other word to use. <laughs> I don't want to use the word damaging because people are like, ah, right. yeah. that mindset yeah. is, it's just not as optimal as what we would like. So it's giving yourself that leeway and that grace and that self-compassion that like not everything's going to be perfect. And maybe you don't use all the strategies or maybe something doesn't go as planned, but then like Such as motherhood. Home safe, yeah. Yeah. that connection, right? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Well, I feel like we got all the questions answered. I feel like I, I, um, most of this stuff seems fairly intuitive and you kind of have to, it's like anything like here are the rules, but throw the rules out and watch your children and watch your family and see what works. But I think overall, there are a lot of good tools that you guys gave. And I'm super grateful for that because I had a couple light bulb moments. So I hope everyone else did. <laughs> so thank you guys for taking the time to chat with me and just give us some good tips and let us know that we're not going to ruin our children if we introduce them not as recommended. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody will be ruined. <laughs> you heard it from the psychologist. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you on Instagram. Oh, thank you. No, let's do that. Where can people find you? Or oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're at Mama Psychologist. Uh, just one word on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. And yes, we have, um, we are going to be hosting an introducing the sibling to the toddler workshop probably in the next couple months where we're going to just dive a little bit deeper but we also host a whole bunch of workshops on everything from postpartum anxiety to mom rage to screen time so just check us out at um, mompsychologist.ca and all of our oh, workshops will be located there i want all of those I yes, like, absolutely. I didn't know that postpartum or postpartum rage was a thing. I like postpartum yes. anxiety is just becoming more known, but the screen time and the like introducing absolutely. toddler. Hello. That's perfect. <laughs> Cause I feel like they're related about the time a second baby comes, we're doing a little bit more screen time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So many questions and it's such like a deep, a deep dive topic to really get into it. That's yeah. Our workshop is definitely our screen time workshop is definitely our best seller. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for being on and I will connect with you soon. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.